dead man's chest. The crew of the Tidebreaker have passed the test. Supping on the shackles, cursed milk, managing to take down old whalebone pilk. But it's left one of their own gravely misled. For this episode, poor old Alaris might be dead. Welcome back to Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your GM, Patrick, here. I'm joined tonight by four forlorn and somber players in the form of Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, hey. yo. So a bit the, nervous. The ghost ship of Wellbone Pilk. What a ride, huh? What a ride. What was a ride. <laughs> Alaris was so brave, and I didn't get a single hero point for my bravery. All I got was a drowning curse. <laughs> and this t-shirt. And this t-shirt. <laughs> you know what? You should have got a hero point. Yeah, well, we'll do one retroactively for the beginning of this episode. Not for bravery, but for smacking that bell up. Yeah. Throwing that, that bell. Was, that was a yeah. pretty insane series of rolls. Yeah. The last time I played this campaign, um, uh, it, it we got attacked by that ship like five times. <laughs> like It just kept happening. <laughs> yes if you just, don't destroy the bell it sinks in like five rounds the ship sinks in five rounds and you have to it just comes back later on <laughs> yeah. i mean props to us for uh coming up with a game plan and executing that could have gone mean, south really, many times but we pulled through pretty well yeah and we're the saviors of the shekels sea now i mean nobody else well, can get we are you're drowning yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. great job, Mahim. You was, did I, help. I'm a martyr. Your story I'm a will, martyr. You, yeah, your story is definitely going to be spoken of many times uh, as the rest of the characters march forward. <laughs> so yeah, this this curse and that is what you are facing um, is is one until until you die. But I mean, is the whole reason why we introduce these uh secondary characters is just so the drop of a hat like in the middle of combat you can just take up uh the role of uh sharga and, and be like i'm first mate now i guess <laughs> or jump into into the scrum because pathfinder second edition very dangerous i i, I imagine you guys want to dispense with any pleasantries here at the beginning of this episode and I, get right back into it. I want to know what happens. Yeah, I'm my curiosity has been eating at me all week. Ask the dice. And obviously we're getting right back into it with no um, <laughs> no grandstanding or uh specialized storytelling from from my part. That's a joke. This week's episode starts indeed not at all where we last left off, but in the sobering morning after the destruction of Whalebone Pilk and the breaking of the curse sending him to the Briny Depths, we see the the kobold Ozzy, one of the stranger new additions to the Tiebreaker crew, going over curses and occult rituals in his head, looking off the stern castle of the Tidebreaker, perhaps hoping his expertise helped the captain of his new ship. Uh, Kovic and Sharga, we watch as they dislodge the massive rotten ballista bolt from the captain's quarters door and, and toss the cursed projectile into the sea. And finally, we see 
Young Bartleby, the ship's accountant, as he takes out a long quill in his small closet office, inks it up and opens a crew manifest almost as tall as, as he is and begins to make a grave mark in bold letters in the ledger, writing out in a thick cursive hand the eight most hated letters here on the high seas, deceased next to a name in the books. And a short while later, we watch young Scrimshaw Jack in the crow's nest as he looks down on grim activities below him on the deck. A body wrapped in linens hoisted over the port side, weights chained to a, a hidden leg to make sure it sinks to the bottom of the sea. A few words are said here, and the dwarven bard Crindle sings a dirge, promising the dead peace in the next world. The corpse is tipped overboard, splashing into the waters below the tidebreaker. And as the bubbles rise up, the body being dragged down, they teleport us back in time to thousands of bubbles roiling off the sinking death knell just five hours earlier as the crew of the tidebreaker having pushed their zombie uh, assaulters off of them, are now violently slashing at the ropes and uh, taking five or ten men pulling off boarding equipment and heaving it into the sea so the ship doesn't go down with the death knell. Nearly three score dead lie on the deck of the Tidebreaker, and one fresh recruit just brought over from the death now in the form of a, a drowning Alaris Del Caron. You all see what seems to be salt water, sea water leaking from her mouth and nose, and perhaps from the eyes of, of your first mate, crying shackles water out as it pours from every orifice. Uh, Rebecca, your character is indeed now drowning. You've gotten to the stage of this curse to where you have a single breath. You are still awake and conscious, but your lungs are continuously filling to the brim with brackish salt water. Uh, somewhere in your mind, you can you can still hear whalebone pilks, maniacal chattering laughter. Just <laughs> even as a ship has completely disappeared, his cursor remains inside you. Um, I've taken a look, and you have seven rounds. Uh, before you fall unconscious because of, of drowning uh, and start suffocating. Now, unless you can get uh, a, a, f a scoop of fresh air by going back down into the sickened condition, uh, in seven rounds, you fall unconscious, and then <laughs> suffocating is really wild. You just start taking damage until, in a couple rounds, you die. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, as when you are brought over, Sindara Quinn comes up to where Cassie is Honto and Kendosa, you're helping Alaris cross over to Tidebreaker and lay her down. Uh, she assesses what's happening and says, some kind of dark magic is at play here. We, we need to purge the water from her and give her a fighting chance. Uh, she is going to attempt to administer first aid with the medicine check. Uh, you guys uh, can attempt to aid. The aid for this is going to be pretty hard, but it's not 20. It's DC 15 if you want to try and aid her, or you can make your own roll. Um, are you able to administer first aid with nature, Kendosa? 
Uh, no, I can only treat wounds with that. But, okay. uh, but I do have medicine trained. Um, Honto, Cassius, do you guys want to try and, and aid as well? Yes, I will. No, uh, Cassius doesn't have any training, so I don't want to make it worse. Slapping her on the back, Honto, you get you've almost critically succeeded um, with a twenty-four. That is one shy. That is a success. Obviously, you've got a good, good bonus to medicine. Oh uh, boy, just a success from Candoso, uh, which is going to boost her up a little bit. And let me make that roll for Sandara Quinn. Okay, so that is uh, thankfully with these guys that is a success and that actually will drop you from second four down to second three rebecca and um allow you to get a very shallow breath in and stops you from from uh from drowning this turn and now rebecca at the top of the next turn order uh you can retch on your turn as a standard action to lower the um the sicken condition, but at the end of your turn, you will have to make a fortitude save against the curse to try and and end it, end it finally, um, with a success or by uh, indeed reducing the um, uh, retching enough to where you expel all the water. Okay, and I, given that I am sickened three, have some sort of negative to my fortitude save, right? Yeah, it's a minus three. Two. Minus three. Okay. Yeah, to, to all skill checks, I believe. All right. So fortitude to wretch to bring it hopefully down to sick and two, right? Sure. And this is the same fortitude as the 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 curse itself it is DC twenty two. Never thought right. I would ever hear the phrase "roll to wretch" until I played Pathfinder two. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an interesting thing that, you know, it's only a single action um, that allows you to, to try and reduce um, yep. something, yeah. something to do with those actions. So do you, do you have three this turn? You want to try and, and cough it all up? Uh, I will try... Retching and to save against the curse are the same DC? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. But mind you, you'll have to make that that um, save DC at the end of your turn, and you can reduce the negatives from the second effect before that. By rushing. By, okay. by expelling this liquid, indeed, as both Honto, Kendoso, and them are trying to pump your stomach, help you, help you get that fresh breath. Okay, so this is with the negative three uh, in the macro, I think. Okay. That's a 19. That's a fail, unfortunately. Uh, Not a critical fail, so you don't go down. But that will not do. Uh, So it looks like you rolled a 13 here. You're going to need a 16 or higher on this, this dice. Not looking good. All right. Didn't you have a retroactive hero point? <clears throat> you do, but I would probably save that for the actual, for the actual save. The actual save. save. Yeah. It's weird that <clears throat> it sucks that the DC is 
I mean, relative to her fortitude, so high. And I mean, just trying to retch to make it easier still comes with the risk of critically failing. That's brutal. And the same DC, like it, it's just so high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, all right. That's hard. So this is a fortitude save to try to save against the curse. Yes. Well, uh, you can try to retch two more times. Oh, okay. Let's try that. Oh, that's much better. That's a 24. So there you go. 18 on the dice. That is a success. And now you're down to second two. Ugh. Second two. So making it easier for you to hit the the DC on your turn. All right. So this is my last attempt to retch. Yes. Correct. That's a 25. Oh, I Another wish that 18. Was... Oh, yeah. That's all you need. Uh, so now down to second one. If that first one had been a success, you would have had the first full breath of fresh air uh, like in over a minute. <laughs> but now we're gone to that uh, single turn fortitude save. Uh, this is life it. or death. Uh, no, I mean, this will send you down the track again. Or Oh, or oh my succeed. gosh, it's like a vicious cycle. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're, either, just going, uh, you're just going up and down this scale. You beat this curse right now or... Uh, we continue on to next turn. All right. Oh my gosh, that's a twenty-eight. Oh, that's you're a rolling 20. rocks, oh, Rebecca. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Thirteen, eighteen, eighteen, twenty. She's uh, treating wow. this. She's treating this curse like it's a bell right now. I mean, <laughs> what curse? As a a gloom lifts from her face, as just the what seems like the entire ocean uh, empties out of Alaris's lungs onto the deck and for a moment the edge of your vision appears to go dark but as you expel this foul water coughing it up and taking in a first full long deep lungful of of sea air you see light kind of bursting on your periphery and looking off to the east you see what looks like a million small butterflies Rising up over the horizon, heralding the rising sun and seeing a new day. Desna was definitely with Alaris in this moment. (laughs) And with Rebecca. Dice rolls. Yeah, who needs hero points? (laughs) Wow. Back aboard the ship. A few hours later, we indeed see first mate Alaris doing her shipley duties in sending, unfortunately, Pity Patterson to his grave. See, passed during the Willbone Pilk assault. Uh, but Rebecca, having survived something so epic, uh, you would think you would get a reward, monetary or otherwise, from taking out Willbone Pilk. As a crew, you guys gain two disrepute and infamy across the shackles, if you tell that story there. Um, in addition to when you do tell that story, I should say. Um, but having survived this, Alaris, you notice the next time you uh, bring out your sword to uh, to sharpen, to, to coat the blade, that where you struck the deck bell of the death knell, where your sword destroyed that cursed object, there's now a darkened black rune etched into... The, uh, the blade looks kind of like a, a demonic skull, and it gives you the ghost touch, 
ring <gasps> to the sword. Ooh. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. That's what you get for killing ghosts. Some straight up ghostly goodness. Kinda, love it. I love pirates. Kind of makes sense. Now, I really but, hope that we find my uncle because I want to show him what happened to his sword. That he oh, gave what me. if your what if your uncle's a ghost though? You ruined oh. it. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you're killing me with it. Oh no. Then the only way that you can hold his hand is through the sword. I was about to say, Ghost Touch allows you, if you become a Ghost Alaris, you can still hold the, the sword up. Uh, if you had died to this curse, which is, uh, well, from what I've stolen it from, it's just called Phil Lungs, which is kind of unexciting. But, but you come back as a, a ghost <laughs> after you die. So that's fun. Is she evil inherently, or could she have just jo- rejoined the crew as a ghost? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured that out, but that would uh, it, been cool. it would still have been a character death. So yeah, I don't know. If, if I were a pirate ghost, I'd kind of want to haunt other pirates, right? I mean, yeah, that's, no. You, that's the fun you just, thing. You take up the death knell and now Man, it's yeah. you. Yeah. Cassius would have been so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, as you guys are, are resting the next day, uh, just nonstop swabbing of the decks to get all the zombie guts off of it. Um, unfortunately, the ship's cook, Ambrose Croup, sporting some bandages himself from the zombie assault, uh, comes up to the top deck where they, the officers, you guys, are are hanging out and reports another casualty of the fight with the death knell and says, Oh, Captain, it, it seems our potable waters have, have gone to rot after we fought with Pelk. Seems more like swamp water in the main hold now. Uh, we got enough uh, rum and wine to keep us hydrated today, but uh, we're going to need to stop immediately at the first inlet river. We can sail up and and, and uh, restore our, our ship supply. Aye. Best that we be keeping everything well stocked in our holds. Let us check the map and find a place where we can anchor and resupply. Zendara pulls from from her her pouch a small map of of the islands, the major islands of the shackles here, and says, uh, "Well, this side of Mataku Island are a number of unsettled archipelagos. Uh, plenty have fresh water, but the storm's blown us off course a bit. Uh, but if if we resupply here, we might still be able to make for rickety hakes before the end of the week." That sounds acceptable. Let's. Finish getting cleaned up and make way. You guys can, yeah, sail for land and the next day find many a string of islands and begin to sail along the coast, scouting it out. You see pristine, foggy jungle mountains, lush rainforests dotting these untamed wilds where perhaps no humanoid has stepped before. And uh, before nightfall, <clears throat> uh, as, as the day drags on, you espy a large cove fed by a, a deep river. And you were able to s- sail around the bend and into this junction up a tributary where the water is it's fed by a few rivers and a large waterfall uh, that runs clear and true. And, and sunsets on this day, you guys are... are free to do as you want as your crew now is the one doing the barrel carton of, of fresh water aboard the ship a laborious process 
because they have to purge the tanks before refilling them. Uh, Cassius will want to take a bath. Alaris oh, would like yeah. a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's been it's been a day since your adventure, so you've you've had Am a I rest. Back at full hit points. <clears throat> how how much were you down? <laughs> down a good bit. I had nineteen out of fifty eight total. Oh, whoa! Wow! <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, I'm I, glad I, you didn't get to suffocation then, because <laughs> that uh, that's like a D10 of damage <laughs> until yeah. you're, you're. I had uh, I had seven. Out of hit points, <laughs> I had it a. Was, it Hunter, was a had, close call. had nine out of seventy-three. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, you're what? cheating. You're using your new max HP, not your previous max HP. Well, I don't remember what my previous one was. <laughs> up, uh, yeah, you guys leveled up, rightly so, after um, that amazing battle. Um, does anybody? I mean, we didn't really talk about leveling up, but did anybody get anything cool on on level up? Level five is is kind of a big one. Fat stats. Fat Fat stats. Yeah. I've had nasty. I'm excited stats, to yeah. have. I'm excited that we have the uh, critical. Well, I have anyway because of weapon tricks. Uh, the critical specialization effect on some of my weapons anyway. Um, which I'm thankful for because I think just a couple of episodes ago I had it in my macro already, but now I legit have that. So, nice. so with like swords now with finesse, if you crit with one of them, that makes the target flat footed, right? Uh, yeah, it makes sword. them flat footed until the beginning of your next turn. Yes. Cassius gains that as well, which is nice because his throwing knives have the, um, are in the knife category, which grants persistent bleed damage on critical hits. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, so very, uh, and a little bit of a bonus depending on the number of uh, damage dice, I think it is. So um, could could make those the knives that I enjoy throwing even better. Hachi machi. Also, my, um, my finisher say- damage went up to 3d6. Hold on a sec. Patrick, did you just say hachi machi? Hachi machi. Love that show. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, what, what crazy spells do you have at this level? Um, I got uh, third level spells. Uh, there's some really exciting ones in here. Uh, obviously, one I'm very familiar with, Lightning Bolt. <laughs> oh, yes. <sighs> it's so powerful. Like, so I, I mean... Yeah, we know, Patrick. You hit Spells us. Those are powerful, with it. like <laughs> normally. You kill me in one hit, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, I know we, we so know powerful. how powerful lightning bolt is. Yeah, just the way critical fails and successes go. Yeah. It's just it's such a wild ride, magic. With yeah, basic for things. sure. Uh, Fireball also opens up oh, this level. Jeez Louise. Um, Feet defends, which I might end up taking at some point might prep you just that turn into a fan well, yeah. I, I know I, I can turn <laughs> into a shark right now. I mean I guess that's I guess I'm sort of burying the lead uh um uh, a little bit uh Uh-oh. animal form improves at Uh-oh. third level um gets a, a a good deal more uh deadly at a, <laughs> as a third level spell so so um, is, do we find see, you guys uh, uh, fighting uh, in the water, like everyone training against like a super shark, <laughs> super saiyan shark? Yeah, so, so I, I'm still a medium-sized one, but I, now I'm like not like a, an uninterested shark. Now I'm like a fully interested and hungry shark. <laughs> so, with like with flowing blonde locks. and then Yes, with glorious gl- 
just gushing <laughs> just locks. Gantoso's hair on a shark. <laughs> on a shark, yes. <laughs> Beard oh and mustache on a shark. Interesting. Interesting. You, you're going to have to pay me to draw that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, you guys can can rest up here um, overnight. Um, take a bath. Take a uh, a nice cleansing bath a little downriver from where you're collecting water for the ship. Um, basically, uh, many crew mates, when they're not um, lugging barrels on, on, on the ship, will do the same. Uh, not get too far away from the tidebreaker, but might, you know, uh, collect some, some local fruits, berries, nuts, that kind of thing. Yeah. In case this uh, influences anything, uh, Patrick, I think Hanto probably wouldn't rest. I think he would probably help with the barrel carrying, if I'm being oh, honest. Yeah. I mean, geez Louise, your stats are... You're you're a barrel-chested lizard if ever there was one. <laughs> uh, you can body those things and just like throw them up on top of the ship, I'm sure. Uh, level 5 monk is scary. I like Pathfinder 2nd Edition because makes each class just feel... Just a little bit more specialized and powerful than its first edition equivalent, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and monks um, were a very mad class, to use a, a technical description in, in, in mm-hmm. first edition. They're still, they still need multiple stats in this system, but they're supported by a lot of abilities that make them more uh, well, robust, yeah. just in general. Whereas in the first edition, you really had to figure out what kind of monk you wanted to be and, yeah. and you, would, you would sometimes get features that didn't really pertain to you because you didn't have the stat for it right yeah um yeah there's there's um a lot of that got cleared up i feel like in second edition and to some extent in starfinder mm-hmm. um uh, and i think that this uh sort of multiple attribute increase is a big part of what alleviates that um as well as um limiting sort of your start uh, your start ability score mm-hmm. to 18. I think that like that sort of takes a lot of the sort of the, the pressure off of what, what the actual maximum is there. So you're sort of forced to put things elsewhere and mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. And you know, by level 10, it's like, all right, I, I know I can boost most of my good ability scores or attributes up, up two points if I need to, mm-hmm. or, you know, or more if they're, they're lower down there, so yeah. you don't have to worry too much about starting with a, that 14 in Constitution if, that's, if you're yeah. going to boost it up. And that's not to say that the, the days of <laughs> min-maxing and like major no. league character opt- optimization is over. But, but you feel but bad it's, when it's you, reduced you, a little when, bit. Yeah. It feels bad when you weren't putting any points in Constitution. You're like, man, I need some HP. <laughs> oh, I need some HP so bad. But um, the, the only thing that that I will say about this system, and I don't even dislike this, it's just far more pronounced, is that if you're not trained in something, you're not helping. You're just you're just yeah. on the sideline. You're not yeah. assisting. You're not doing. You're just kind of, you're the cheerleader. Rah, rah, you can do it. I'm going to not get in your way. In Starfinder, it's just like everybody help. Everybody roll to help. Everybody try. There's no harm in trying. Uh, I, like, I like critical 
uh, failures for skills. So uh, yeah, I, I, it's I, brutal. Don't remind me, or I'll try to bring it over to Starfinder. I mean, it kind I mean, really, of... it would make sense in Starfinder. Every time that we're like, "Hey, Nack, just like bang on the computer for a while," or it draws more likely. Like, <laughs> well, like, yeah, that, that should have a negative effect, not I, a positive. I, I, I do. Whenever, I do. whenever lots of people are helping out with uh, with computer skills in Starfinder, uh, it, it reminds me of that scene in uh, like NCIS where everybody's typing. <laughs> on the keyboard the two people are typing on we're the being keyboard. hacked oh my gosh well, and it adds a weird level of tension i didn't but i didn't really think it would you know when i think i was first reading i was like oh okay but you know there are just some times where you know like against whalebone where i was like oh i'm gonna try to faint and and you know so i can get a free attack in or an easier attack in and it's like you just critically fail it's like okay so now i'm flat-footed he's right. gonna whoop me yeah. uh i so didn't know you does. guys were all so low hp last week i was like man they're doing pretty well against whalebone and i i, I, <laughs> I was trying zombies. to i was trying to poker face it so you didn't <laughs> i did very poorly with the zombies i will say I'm you very happy very with that they were level one um yeah uh, they were a version of, of plague zombies. Yeah, not not in not dangerous by themselves, but when there are like four. Wellbone Pilkhead went down with a complement of seventy-one people on his ship. Whoa, gross! It's like gross. getting ambushed. It's like getting ambushed by sixteen kobolds by by crossbows. <laughs> it's like if you run into one and it tries to shoot at you, no so big deal. Like, if sixteen add- try to shoot the same target, <laughs> I'm going to add problem. 10 zombies to the deck of the uh, the tidebreaker every turn until it's like critical mass and they're just <laughs> like that that's what the this that encounter was supposed to feel like it's like oh there's no way we're surviving this unless we go for whalebone unless we take him out yeah um, anyway you guys did survive that and you are, are resting up overnight uh, dawn breaks on the next day as the operation continues It'll still take some hours to fill up the the tanks here, but uh, in in that uh, later in the next morning, uh, a young Scrimshaw Jack will come running back to the ship through the forest where he's been obviously doing some squirrely things by his lonesome, uh, and will come running right up to you, Captain Cassius, and saying, "A captain, captain." Oh, why I thinks I, I, you, you'll need to see this immediately, sirs. Cassius stands up and and stretches, and it says, "Early dawn, then, Scrimshaw. I've been sitting for too long. Could use some excitement." And uh, maybe he snaps his fingers at a few other, uh, you know, deckhands to come with us. <laughs> Sharva, Kovic, and. Yeah. Uh, not Bartleby. Ozzy. Not Bartleby. <laughs> Bartleby. Ozzy comes with. Uh, you guys can uh, follow him as he races through a small jungle path uh, alongside a, a lazy creek, uh, past some dodo birds and large tortoises to where you come to a small clearing uh, overlooking the cove uh, outside of the bend of the river. And there is where you see it. This cove is completely dominated its entrance by a huge warship. You see the name on its its stern, named appropriately enough, the Dominator. And atop the rigging of this massive four-masted ship flies, of course, the colors of the Empire of Cheliax. 
Oh, great. It is clear. All this... kinds of, like, X-Racks and, and like, whips <laughs> and... Yes, there's spikes. There's spiky bits. They they uh, they went for the the extra spiky ship design. Uh, it is clear this this extremely heavily armored vessel, with a full complement of marines mustered on the deck. As you see, this is a pirate hunter that has uh, been heard of here in the shackles, which you see. A small fraction of the ship, perhaps a complement of 30 or so, have set up shop on the north shore of the cove and seem to be, um, well, I've written down here in my notes, mining for jungle planks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Have I been playing too much Minecraft? Yeah, I was about to say, I think you've been uh, lumberjacking. Why is that man <laughs> punching a tree? Beating like blocks yeah, of stone. They're just punching, mining trees. some jungle planks. No, they're, they're, um, they are deforesting and, and have set up a, a small lumber camp uh, in what looks like a semi permanent site. Um, the Dominator must not know of your position upriver because its sails are up and it is anchored. It does not seem to be in a, a warlike mode. Well, that is interesting. Captain, Captain, uh, well, the ship's thrice the size of the famished main. She'll, she'll run us down and, and get us as soon as look at our vessel. Well, what, what are we to do? Leave? Can I? <laughs> uh, well, we're we're up river, so if yes. we leave, we're gonna go right past it. I will say it is not is not completely cutting off the cove, but it is formed itself on the the outside of the cove to where it's blocking a good deal of it. So you can how does potentially how does get the, by? But how does the security on the ship look? Oh, the ship itself. boy, if you want to spend some time here and you can have Scrimshaw Jack um, confirm this, there's about 30 Marines on the, the top deck. And you see uh, after a, a couple hours or so um, when they, they change, um, 30 fresh Marines show up uh, to, to replace them. So it is probably a, a crew of over 100 or so. Do we have oh. a barrel of explosives in the crow's nest? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no um, TNT on this island. So Cassius, I think, would just start thinking out loud, and maybe he turns to Candoso and yeah, say... Yeah, you, you want to go back to the Tidebreaker and, and call out uh, for your, your council? Oh, sure, sure. The officers that's, that's and what have we don't We don't necessarily have to talk in the forest <clears throat> or in the jungle on the top of a hill. All right. Young um, Scrimshaw Jack says, uh, "The secret's safe with me. I won't uh, tell everyone on on the ship what's happening here right now." Uh, Cassius turns to Sharga and says, "Lock him in the brig." What? <laughs> no! I said I wouldn't do it. Lock him in the brig and make sure he doesn't speak a word. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Scrimshaw. I trust you not to say anything. Because if you do. But I don't know who said something. Because <laughs> if you do, I'll lock you in the brig. <laughs> Probably Ozzy, right? Probably. Ah, uh, man. Um, but I think Cassius would look to K 
Candoso and and after explaining the situation to uh, to everyone, obviously I expect Sandara and Rosie to, to be there as well as all y'all mm-hmm. um, and just say there are too many there appear to be too many of them for us to try to fight head on and well, the Dominator be too big of a ship with too many weapons aboard to to try to fight or even attempt to fight and if they can get her, if they can make her ready fast enough they'll probably run us down pretty quick with all that with all that sail with the wind if possible I think the best thing that we could be doing is trying to slip by with some cunning and some stealth I'm open to suggestions but I do know that our that Kendoso has some fog-like concealing abilities and Sindara says I can't do so. Do you have a way to make the entire ship invisible? I think he does. Well, you can cast invisibility on an object, right? <laughs> not, not a, a, single, a single plank <laughs> becomes invisible on the ship. That's one casting. We just need like 500 casting. You can keep on going and you'll eventually have it all invisible. Yep. <laughs> just get the big things like the sail. It's like, oh, it looks like they're sailing without a sail. That's weird. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Just, that'd be just a, freak them out. A fun legend. Um... Oh boy! See, the <laughs> you thing is, the weather. The thing is, despoiling natural places is anathema to me. So you, you can't, can't even create fog in a. You can't burn place? the forest down. Uh, I mean, I mean, their 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 logging operation is a real problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is a real problem. We have to deal with this, guys. I mean, they're uh. they're they're not like clear cutting the entire place. They're just getting stuff for repairs. I, I see. They're 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 they're, they're uh, harvesting a few trees, not like chopping down all the trees on the island. No, no. I mean, this okay, is okay. this is akin to what they had to do, which summoned all the bees. At Rick- okay, got it's it, just this was put into my mind that like you've got some zombies cutting down trees, and one's like, "Don't forget to plant." <laughs> <Don't see. laughs> and, like, they're just like planting new trees whenever they cut one down. You what, have to what if we come, what if someone else comes by this island and also needs <laughs> trees? We should yeah. replace the ones uh, that we chopped down. It's good to be thoughtful. Yes, <laughs> Sendara will, will pipe up and say, uh, "I mean, every hour we tarry here uh, gives them more of an opportunity to to pop up river and discover us. Uh, if they block the cove, there's no way we can make it past them. If they get warning, a uh, ship like that." Might be able to sink us without even boarding us. And if they wanted to, they'd likely outnumber us four to one. Uh, the, there ain't a free captain in the shackles that would try and tangle with a ship like that. One on one. Aye. And I suppose we do not. There's no way we can just continue to sail up river either. Uh, is there, this is there is like no the, way as that. As far as you can get, probably. Is there no way that we... Is there no way that we can disguise our ship in such a way that they wouldn't know that we were pirates? They would think that we were, you know... It would take a very long time. I mean, squibbing the ship again would take probably some days and uh, there would be a number of of bluff checks required. Uh, to to fool it, but the the thing is, if that 
deception fails, um, they would be able to come after you, and the ship like that would probably move much faster than you were able to escape it. Yeah. Um, why don't you guys make me a sailing lore or an engineering lore check to see see what you make of this this huge vessel, the Dominator. I'm wondering if we can. I mean, the reason I ask is Alaris has courtly graces, so I can pretend to be a noble. So I was thinking, like, is there some <laughs> way that we can pretend to be, you know, important people on? That? Then the camera pans over from her to the. Orcs, yeah. the, the rest of the crew, the, the rest of the crew. Yeah, you, you see Cassius sitting there like, yo ho, yo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're blowing my cover. These are I my manservants. Yeah. Uh, yo, I, yo, I own this vessel. Oh, Everyone else is a servant. Right. <laughs> this one is not I'm, named Hooktooth Joe. I'm rich and I'm famous. I have lots of servants. I and killed a Naga, oh. says Mahim. <laughs> oh God, no, Naga. It's him. Him. Shut up. Uh, Twenty-five yeah. for Cassius on sailing lore. Hey. Twenty-five for Alaris too. Well, you guys know that a ship that big has a, a very complicated pulley system for its steering wheel, protected from enemy fire below decks in the stern castle. But this activated pulley tiller is indeed a weak spot, and if you're able to get board and sabotage it uh, it would allow you guys enough time to get away as it would take many hours to repair and that would allow the, the tidebreaker enough time to, to slip by and and out of the cove uh, can that be done from the water or does that need to be done on board the pulley system is inside the stern castle so it would be it would require infiltrating the ship and improve. oh Boy. Croup looks up and says, Oh, there ain't many among the crew ready for a mission of that magnitude. Maybe save for, I don't know, Captain Cassius, Anto, Alaris, Candoso, these names ring a bell, but it's got to be a tight operation uh, if you all were to go on board the Dominator. Uh, as soon as you drop the tiller, we've got to be able to get word somehow to the ship. Uh, to, to make way and, and we'll scoop you up as clear as we can. Perhaps under the cover of darkness. We have rock gut. Oh, quiet allies. That that could be useful. That will be we, helpful. But how do we... Sneak. Is there... I feel like there's an item that we might be able to craft that could help here. Rock gut would be able to make it in a number of rounds. Yeah, I, I'm thinking pending the ability to make a flare-like object, Rotgut would, I mean, he would just appear to be a, a local bird. I don't think he would raise too much suspicion. And, I mean, um, it could be something as simple if someone has a spyglass, you know, turning on uh, a lantern or, or dropping a lantern into the water, something like that. Okay. Well, um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll do we'll do it. <clears throat> We'll light a lantern, or um, if we have, we might even have like a signal lens, you know, just that can just catch the light or something. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. Just, yeah, we'll have we'll have uh, Scrimshaw Jack or someone, you know, s keep watch up where we were earlier. Wait for right. a signal. 
So what is the plan? How do you want to get to the Dominator? I think we're going to have to try and swim underwater. Probably with some water breathing. Um, and then try to climb up the side that is not facing the shore. And... I don't know, create a distraction so that then we can try and sneak more effectively. I feel like if we just try to you know, sneak across the ship, uh, I, I don't know. But if we can create a distraction or a diversion somewhere else to get their attention. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this would be sad, but if we sent Alaris's boat hat down the river, that would certainly grab their attention. Not the boat but, hat. But I don't want you to lose your boat hat. That would potentially get the ship moving though like get it sails that's true that's true moving um <clears throat> any any guys you guys have an idea for like does anybody have a, a spell or an idea for i mean something we can have like b team i know i i normally i would say we should light their lumber yard on fire but i think candoso might have a problem with lighting a bunch of natural uh, resources yeah, start, of fire. Starting a, starting a forest fire is maybe not a great idea. Yeah. But but I'm but I'm not opposed. Guys, dodos live team. here. Beautiful dodo birds. I've explained <laughs> the last ones and tortoises. Uh, so we can kill them and make a pile and set that ablaze. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean yeah. I, I, Throw I, another I dodo on the fire. It's getting low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind uh, starting sort of a low a low fire uh, that sort of sends up a smoke signal and maybe send some of them out to investigate in a different part of the island um, anything just to get the anything just to get the people on the deck looking out in a different direction so we can just scurry yeah you can indeed um, so, I don't know just off the top of my head some kind of B squad might be uh, Kovic uh, Sharga Ozzy Bartleby perhaps yeah. I definitely want to I definitely want to send Bartleby on this one. <laughs> and, and, and their fearless just looks at you and like, You have to earn your keep sometime. I appreciate your accountant skills, but uh, it's best that you get out there and have an adventure. See what Phrasma has in store for you. We, I mean, I will say, I think Alaris is having a lot of hesitancy about sneaking onto another ship because last time she did that, it, it didn't turn out so well for her. So. Well, that, that, that was a ghost ship. That was a different thing. It's different. Yeah, okay. it's a different. You have like a plus 18 perception. I was like, like I, I definitely am going to be able to sense a invisible uh, Alaris, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Didn't roll well. Um. So is so the B team is going to serve as a distraction? Is that what I'm understanding correctly? Yeah, that is my that is my idea or thought is that they just get get this crew to look one way, and then you know essentially double back on themselves. So you know. Yeah. Force these guys to go out one direction, double back, get back to the ship in time for, you know, them to make way as we give the signal. So it'll all happen very fast. There'll be a lot of moving parts, but and you guys um, want to wait until perhaps the, this uh, this distraction goes off. Yes, yes, <clears throat> we want it to have the most impact so the that you know, we have the highest chance of not being spotted. Yeah. So t uh, talk to me about that. You guys want to swim up under cover of darkness to to the ship um, underwater with uh, do you, you want to waste that much on water breathing? 
I imagine the amount of time it'll take to, to slip across the cove. I think Honto will probably be able to hold his breath. <laughs> right? Like, oh, okay. Oh, so it's, it's for not a that, ridiculous it's not amount of time. It's actually insane. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it might take a, a full, like, two minutes to, to swim from, from, like, one point on, like, the far shore to the, the stern castle. Mm-hmm. So, how long can you hold your breath? A uh, number of rounds, I think, equal to your constitution plus five. Okay. So, like. So, if you have a, a five constitution, you can do it for a full minute. And uh, <clears throat> Patrick, is there any kind of tool that we may need to disable this this thing? Should we bring extra? I will. Or? I will tell you, it's going to be easier than destroying a magical bell. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's you know very taut. Um, uh, you know, like three inch um, ropes and pulleys and ropes, things like that. Okay. Right, so. you just need to cut a rope, really, and you can probably cool it up pretty good. I'm happy with that. All right, so let's get this plan underway. Um, Hold on, I have I have an additional question. So sure. we. We've swim through the cave or through the cove. We uh, climb up the side of the ship on the opposite side from the shore. And then are we imagining that we climb in through a window? Like we're not going up to the top deck and then climbing down, right? There are a number of windows indeed in, in the Stern Castle that you can espy. You know, what exactly is on the other side of them? You're not too certain, but you're, you're certain you know, the, the the deck of the Stern Castle that the the pulley system will, will be in. Okay. Just because of the height of it and, and what have you. Um, I will uh, take us there on the map. Boop. This is a... I know there is... What are the, isn't there, like, rules for, like, follow the expert that's going to make some of these sneak checks a little easier? Yeah, so uh, that's part of Quiet Allies. So Quiet Allies says you're skilled at moving with a group. When you're avoiding notice and your allies follow the expert, you and those allies can roll a single stealth check using the lowest modifier instead of rolling separately. Right, so uh, I will say <clears throat> you're getting a hefty bonus for being under the water, as well, if you are applying water breathing, um, and I'm going to make that roll secret, as it says, he should do a stealth. Uh, who's who's got the lowest stealth bonus? It's going to be Honto or Kendoso. Uh, I've got a ten. Oh, the lowest? Mm-hmm. Oh, Honto has a plus eleven to it. Oh, so, so it's me. Yep, you. Not yeah. bad. Plus ten is nothing to group. shake a stick at. So let me let me do that secret GM roll. <clears throat> and obviously, because dead men roll no crits, you guys are certain that I rolled a rock for this. <laughs> but regardless, uh, you are able to get to. Uh, do you guys see here on the map? There's both a. Uh, a representation of the Dominator's stern castle uh, from behind, and <clears throat> uh, there's a a top-down map. Now, do you want to wait until there is indeed a distraction, like on the mountaintop north north shore of the cove, where you've you've sent said B team? 
Um, uh, we need another name besides B team. Uh, the Skellywags. Oh, the old Skellywag crew. <laughs> team Rum and Bones. Mm. I, I'm sad because I haven't really had time to try and figure out what kind of spells Oz would prepare for this. For a mission such as this? Yeah. Uh, Good ones. It's fairly simple, but I mean, you guys are technically. Uh, those characters would be stealthing as well. And perhaps. 10 minutes or so after you make it to the Dominator, um, you in- indeed see a little light prick up on top of the the forest hills and some smoke billowing in the distance. And that will get a complement of Chelish Marines marching from the, the top deck out into the 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 uh, I keep wanting to call it a mining camp. The logging camp <laughs> where they're <laughs> Uh, you know, people are uh, log mining, yeah. drinking and, and and resting for the night, but they are uh, the Marines are the first one to spot this light and go off marching, indeed, into the distance. Um, Excellent. Now, with that, uh, yeah, getting up the side of the ship here is going to be a DC fifteen climb check, athletics climb check. Who wants to start us off? I think I might be the lowest, so I guess I'll go first. Hey, 19. Oh, that's a success. Oh, it's, I think um, I have you beat. Oh, oh, oh. As even lower than me. Yeah. As lower <laughs> athletics. <laughs> how, are, how are you the, the star rigger? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I forgot it. you beat because the, I, Nat 18, happens. baby. I, Nat 18. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give us a roll, Rebecca. Oh, no. Oh no, that's a natural one. You have two hero points, don't you? I do have a hero point. I'm going to use a hero point. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Don't, don't, oh, that's don't so much fate. better. That's oh, 25. Critical success. <laughs> you, you get up about halfway and you do that thing rock climbers do where they're, they're holding on by one hand and you're like, oh my God, they're going to fall. And then you're just like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> like double back <laughs> up on it. Um, this is an auto succeed for a Honto at level five. Yeah, he gets 19 with assurance, so... Oh, boy. Claws right up the side of it. What about Captain Cassius? Uh, Cassius will spit on his hands and try to make the climb. I mean, they're, they've been underwater for a while. They're prunes. <laughs> it's, a, it's an old habit. <laughs> Gives you extra grip strength. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, luck spit. Lucky spit. Yeah. It will take a couple of actions uh, getting these creaky windows uh, to open up. Uh, which window would you guys like to go to? One, two, three, four, five. See, there, there's about seven here on this side of the stern castle. And that's what these little nubbins are? These uh, will draw a little square. Oh, I see. I see. We're just pointing at. Yeah. Yeah, this thing. Can we fit in those? You can squeeze through them. They are about a, a foot wide. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, Get out of bear form if you were. <laughs> I don't think a, I don't think a Honto would fit in a foot wide anything. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to indeed squeeze your chest through, so that'll take a take a whole move action to do. Cassius brought uh, corsets along just so we can tighten, <laughs> squeeze everybody up. Yeah, we did get those corsets from the ghouls. Remember? Mm, yep, we've got yeah. we've got ghoulsets. 
Yeah, what? but they smell like Arby's. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's that weird cheese sauce that nobody nobody really wants, but they put it on all the burgers. Uh, let's see. Is Patrick, any, can we? Is there any rhyme or reason to which window we would choose? I mean, well, I'm trying to think of where, you know, we're obviously going to drop through a window into a room, mm -hmm. and usually the back, the stern castle houses, you know, like a captain's quarters or, you know, obviously the, where the rope and pulley, you know, the rope and pulley system is. So I'm just trying to think of if they're, I'm trying to think of the room layout we're about to go into and where you see the, be best to land. the deck above this one are, are some more, um, some larger um, windows that you're pretty sure would be the captain's and, uh, or a, a larger officer's quarters. Um, I would say maybe like the furthest to the aft. Why don't you guys make me a perception check? Um, before you you get to that point where you have to start making some some door slams. Uh, okay, oh, so Honto. yeah, Honto and Cassius, you're able to. Uh, let's see, they the they all have some light sources. I will say, say except for these two middle ones. I guess Windows Four and Five um, seems to be dark. We're trying to be sneaky. Maybe go in the dark ones. Also, I'm guessing the pulley system doesn't need lights on it all the time. Oh, all right, then let's do yeah. it. Let's do on, on, on a ship. It's pretty five. poor form to leave, you know, a, a flame yeah. lit on a ship. Unless someone's there. just hanging out with the pulley, but I don't, I don't mm. think they would be doing that. Yeah, I kind of want to set this ship on fire, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, so since I can, since Hanto can automatically succeed at the climb check, is there some way that he could? perhaps climb to the windows and try to stealthily peek inside to see what what's inside uh, I mean that's yeah something you can totally do which one do you want to go to the ones that we're currently thinking about uh, at the at the at the end there yes do you have dark vision no uh, I mean you can only see maybe a few feet from the the starlight filtering in um, besides here but um, you you can tell it is a very small chamber, maybe only um, five feet across and, and wide. Um, but you can't see anybody or anything inside of it. Is it so? Is this a window? Like, is it closed? Is there glass? Yes, but you can easily muscle it open. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I think uh, Hanto would would do so and uh, utilize senses other than sight to try and discern if there's anybody inside of this room. <laughs> um, taking a whiff, perhaps you get the the smell of um, you know, your, your hemp and rope, your um, what, uh, what smells like um, uh, perhaps some cleaning materials. It is indeed a, as you, you peek inside and let a little bit more light in, uh, a small closet with a door uh, leading uh, deeper into the cabin. All right, let's all pile inside. Yeah, you see a, you see a. <laughs> Look how after, comically small. After an is. uncomfortably long period of time of him trying to get inside of the, <laughs> the small opening, uh, then eventually, like a hand will will stick out of the window and signal for people to come up. Single arm, <laughs> scaly arm. Uh, okay, so if it's much easier than his body. That's for sure. 
believe it or not, the storage closet is not locked, so you can open this door. Who wants to to um, head out first? What's your guys's? Um, Cassius, what's your what's your uh, stealth bonus? Not as not as good as you. Really? Okay. You're an ex- you're an expert, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, not as good as me. Okay, so I think that um, Alara should probably forge ahead, and can we use quiet quiet allies to use that single stealth check for everyone? Yeah, do you guys all want to move forward together? I uh, think so. I, yeah, I guess so. All right, let me make let me make that check. Single check again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the bonus you've got here is a 10. Is that right? Yeah. Excellent. All right. So uh, put yourselves in. I mean, it's very short, but uh, a marching order here. Who's who's going first? Alaris. Alaris leading the way. Because I think we're following the expert, so I presume that means that I would be the expert. So, Oakley Doakley, I I will reveal a much larger room here as you do get to see some uh, lights that are mostly in this um, chamber off here to the side where you see a number of engineering implements um, that look like they are for ship repair. But in the bulk of this next room, massive pulley system, uh, part of the pillar that you can see just ropes and pulleys leading down below deck into the back of the ship and uh, you guys can make a little room here and head inside Uh, as soon as you pop in there though uh, I will reveal I rolled an 18 on your stealth check in the water Roll the three on the next one. Thanks. Do, do, do. And as you uh, maybe knock over some some brooms and things like that. Uh, Hero point? <laughs> <laughs> My roll? Hey. No, good, good one. <laughs> uh, this door opens on the backside of you, and you see it's like a junior officer, uh, Cheliac's Marine, and as he sees <laughs> a few of you guys just brings up a whistle to his mouth real quick and goes uh, we are in initiative turn order oh, let's get some uh, some initiative rolls going yeah this is fine we got where we needed to be I mean you found it at the very least and you didn't go through the window where you would find him just kind of reading his book <laughs> that yeah was that was a good call <laughs> although maybe we could have killed him before he blew his whistle I don't know oh uh, who knows yeah, but this is fine I, I honestly I don't even know if we need to stay in the fight like we can just disable this and go oh no can Alaris pretend to be a Cheliax noble <laughs> I was still in I was still in the GM roll mode but I rolled a natural 20 for my uh, 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 guard initiative roll it's a competent guard wow of the first one Uh, yeah, we are going to start as he uh, uh, blows that whistle. He's going to pull his weapon out and move forward, uh, kind of sneaking around to this pulley system. Uh, has to kind of duck his head under low and is going to make a strike at the closest pirate on the ship, which is Honto, uh, with his... Uh, I think they'll they'll have like a, a short sword as their, their side weapon. 
and I've rolled a four on the dice, so don't you worry about this guy. One bit. Um, That's a critical failure on that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a good attack roll against Anto. Uh, next up in the turn order is Cassius. Hmm. Well, the jig is up. Hmm. But let's let's insult this man. Let this 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 guy just critically failed a attack. So let's insult his his ability to use his own sword. A tear you, Tyler. With a bottle diplomacy. Does a twenty-five beat your will, DC? Critically so. Then you take a minus three to perception and will saves for a minute. Yikes! Okay. Uh, you can't. I will. I don't. I don't bring this up all the time, but uh, you can end the effect early with a retort. This can be a single action, uh, and you have to roll like a linguistics charisma based skill action against my class DC, and then you could end it early if you wish. Marines aren't really known for their uh, their witty yeah, banter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's How got appro- a tug of opportunity, and he's happy with that. Yeah. How appropriate! You fight like a cow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by right. the way, your mom is a sow. Oof. All right, Bond <laughs> modded. It's a good thing there's nobody in your party that takes advantage of will saves. I know. Let's. Uh, so let that was action number one. Action number two. Let's throw a knife. At you? Oh, no. Does a 27 hit you? Uh, 27 is... Oh, it's a hit. Uh, Your bomb mod does nothing to his AC, so it's not a critical hit. Thank goodness. Too too bad. (sighs) And so he is... So that's four points of damage. Okay. Marking it down. And... Man, this pulley system looks... Can I weave around him at all or trying to figure out yeah how i can move around this pulley system or if i or if cassius can move around the pulley system i think moving through it might um um i say if you're in a square that has a, a significant chunk of this system um let's just give you uh, give you a little condition uh, might be difficult fighting in there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Cassius will just stick to throwing knives. I don't think it would be as bad as flat-footed, but um, maybe it gives you a clumsy one. Um, so you take a a. a Number one penalty to deck space saves uh, and AC and things like that. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to retroactively uh, grant you this critical hit because uh, hey. he's, he and Alaris right now, I'm going to say, are like in the the, the pulley system and, and we'll have that. Awesome. Clumsy one. So I, 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 I want to I want to I want to thank you. That was very nice of you. Well, I mean, this will affect you guys because you're going to have to get up in there to sabotage Shed's system. I, yeah, I 
Yeah. Cool. So nine points with the critical. Is that right? Yes, but the target is also going to take 1d6 persistent bleed damage. On on his turn? Yeah, and then it says you gain an item bonus to this bleed damage equal to the weapon's item bonus to attack rolls. Oh, okay. So So it's going to be 1d6 plus 1. Plus 1 for your your runes. Excellente. Well, do you want me to roll that now or do you want me to roll that on this turn? Uh, we'll wait to see if he's alive then, but um, uh, is, point. is that your full turn or you have one more action? Uh, I have one more action, which I'm just going to use to pull out my sword. So it was not at the ready. Alaris, we're on to you. I'm sorry. What did you say I was afflicted with by being clumsy? Clumsy. Clumsy one. It does give a negative two range attack rolls, but does nothing to uh, strength-based attack rolls. What about skill? Uh, uh, dex, dex based checks and DCs, yes. Hmm. That's it's unfortunate. A, it's a minus one. I mean, if you want, you can step out of it, but then you wouldn't be able to reach him. Right. Well, what I was going to do is try to take his whistle. Um, <laughs> Cat's but... out of the bag. <laughs> the whistle's <laughs> out of the throat. Um, I am going to... Let's see. Can I move around him and stand on the other side of him? Uh, yeah. Am I still clumsy being where I am now? Uh, e- well, if you want to move on the opposite side of Honto, the, the, you would still be within the, the mechanism's guts. Um, this will provoke an attack of opportunity, though. Okay. Uh, he's going to make that attack with the minus one. Or no, he doesn't get a minus one for the attack. I've rolled a nine on the dice, so I'm pretty sure that's a miss. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what's your, oh, actually, I should ask, what's your AC right now? 21. With a minus one for clumsy? That. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yep, he missed. And you are now flanking with a honto. Awesome. So she, uh, in moving, is going to take out her curved blade and take a so wipe with it. Ooh, that's a 27. Uh, great. Uh, and uh, that means that it is flat-footed wow. until the beginning of my next turn. Yay! Mm-hmm. Well, came into effect. That also means he's he's dead. Oh, <laughs> so, well, that's a shame. Sorry. Yeah. You, you <laughs> were mean, also flanking, so you that's as that's as flat-footed as it gets. So as flat-footed as he could possibly be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I need to beat these guys up. Uh, you still have one more action, right? I'm going to take that whistle. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm going to slash at the uh, uh, rope. Okay, make me an attack roll and damage. And this would be my second attack, right? Yeah. That's a 26. Okay, oh. still a critical hit. And with that, you, wow. just, you hear a twang <laughs> noise as one breaker of, these... of ropes, breaker Master of bells. Yeah. You only get one cool title. You're out of titles. <laughs> you got to pick breaker of bells or cutter of ropes. <laughs> we, have to, we have to go through like Khaleesi level of titles at some point almost. Yeah. Now, because of the way this kind of triangular contraption is devised, you, you probably want to do a couple more ropes to ensure that it is damaged beyond a simple repair. But that one uh, was loud enough 
that obviously you've, you've attracted more folks as you hear a clamoring down the hallway where this first uh, guard appeared from. And then the door opposite opens up. There's some, some Marines standing there, but uh, sauntering through is this gentleman. Let me show you some some bicorn-hatted arts here. Oh my god, he's massive. This uh, chelish um, mate, this commander, enters with a, a weapon drawn, saying, why, what the devil is going on here? Huh? Who are you all? Who, who let you in here? Sorry, mate. Your tiller thing broke. We're here to fix it. We're the handymen. Go about your times. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll have this patched up right quick. Pirates. We're, 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 all, we're all wearing jumpsuits with like a logo <laughs> on it. I'm a Cheliox <laughs> noble. <laughs> you will be happy to know our handyman fee simply be everything on me. Oh my god. Is that, is that the deception that Tim Troller like She just goes, I'm a Cheliox noble. <laughs> Rock gets on your, your shoulder. <laughs> You're also covered in the blood of this uh, of this other soldier. <laughs> Standing over his corpse. <laughs> One of your men bled on me, sir. I am insulted. <clears throat> okay, so I'm, I'm entering him into the tournament. Where we goes with... Move into a corner with Cassius and, and uh, with his sword out, just says, Pirate scum! Here comes the crit. I am Commander Captain Cayenne Kane, and you all shall pay for this act of war against the Empire on guard. He's really got the alliteration game locked down. A 12 on the dice! Tyler, what's your armor class? Oh, I, uh, with the new level. It's it's 22. It's not a crit, Tyler. Way to go. You survived. <laughs> this uh, might be the first captain that doesn't crit me. Yeah, Not the captain of the ship. Commander. Oh, uh, Commander. Cayenne Kane. But uh, 13 points of damage as he slashes at you. That is going to be his full actions. But yeah, you guys could hear Chelsea Marine going, hut, 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 hut. Entering in. And I'll add him to turn order. Uh, Honto is next. Hey Patrick, what's the what's the door situation? Uh, they are there. They exist. I'm, t- I'm asking about the door. Like like the the door. Like what kind of door? Do we have some sort of? Exists? Is this like a, a sturdy door? No, I don't uh, think they're particularly sturdy. No, they're, these are not like exterior facing. So I think you might actually be able to see through them. They have, like, you know, slats in the, the Do top. Do lore door? Really? On this, on this, on this chelish, this beautiful, well-manufactured chelish war vessel. It's all from Ikea, Seth. Don't you, be fooled. You have to have a great deal of airflow in these vessels. You don't want anything cutting that off. So. Ah, speed holes. Got it. Um, um, but, I mean, it's, it's a door that you would have to Breakthrough if you're asking about closing it and, and holding it shut. 
That that is generally where I was going with that. Yes. Is there anything nearby I could use to potentially bar it shut? Uh, I will. Yes, uh, behind Candoso, there are a number of supplies uh, used for ship's maintenance, so you can prop up a, a huge board underneath it. Um, mind you, uh, if you're standing on the opposite side of, of this door where this just Chelsea Marine just came through, um, you might be able to get, like, uh, uh, it would be a very um, difficult attack through said, said slats in the the top part, but uh, you'd still be able to tack through if you if you had to stand there for a while. Understood. Uh, yeah, I would like to try to find some sort of implement to bar this thing shut, to at least buy us a couple rounds of not being surrounded. Okay, so that will be I think maybe make a base craft or uh, do you think you have a, an appropriate lure or other crafting skill? I I thought maybe I would utilize my strength to just jam something in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, doing so does require some finesse, though. Um, okay. I will say you can make a base uh, intelligence roll. Um, you're, you're, you're singing all the wrong notes, Patrick. I thought you had all the, the every, skills. All every the incorrect skills. note. Uh, yeah, it's got to be some kind of engineering check. Now, if you want to just hold it shut by using some kind of fulcrum force, I would allow you to stand there and, you know, uh, with with a hand, um, concentrate on doing that. Okay. Um, let's let's make use of let's make use of the full turn. Uh, so for action. Action the first. I will go ahead. Hanta will go ahead and approach this commander. Okay. And then do a flurry of blows. I like the door shutting idea. Someone else should shut the door. There's not. Oh, there's. Uh, there's not uh, enough shenanigans going on here. I'll shut the door. I'll shut the door. Um. Ooh. This is 16, probably is not going to hit. Two on the dice. Yeah, it's really bad. Really bad roll. Uh, 21? Against uh, this commander? Is this your second attack? Second attack. Oh, that's a miss. Hmm. That is with the, bon- the penalty already applied. The What penalty? Second attack penalty. Uh, yes. Okay, is. cool. I was just letting you know. All right. Yes, that is a miss. Uh, do you In have another case, action? Yeah, and go back and hold the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is just you jamming your your shoulder against said door. <clears throat> because I'm too stupid to put a heavy object in front of the door, yes. Hey, you're heavy enough. Uh, can do so. We are on to you. Oh, you might be muted in Zoom. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so is so is this door on the other side of the room open, and I can see those two knuckleheads standing there? Uh, yeah, yeah. One is, you know, kind of maybe just got like a foot in the door, but you can see the other one pretty clearly through it. 
This this map is really funky for a, a five foot <laughs> grid. Yeah, right. Like, are you sure this one's <laughs> supposed to be like ten foot? Like, nope. <laughs> it's because some of these hallways are like smaller than five foot across. So, but if you've ever been on like a, a sailing ship like this, I mean, it's super cramped quarters. All right. Um, I am going to raise some raise some magical power up out of the depths, and then I push my hands forward. And for just a moment, it is not impressive at all. And then very suddenly, <laughs> a tremendous amount of water comes crashing in through the porthole behind me. Uh, uh, each of the pirates in a 30-foot cone can make a reflex save. Pew, pew. Oh, that's all of them there. <laughs> yeah, all of these guys. Oh, wait, the pirates. So you're talking about <laughs> Well, <laughs> Oh, the, no! The pirates! <laughs> oh, uh, no! I'm gonna words for can uh, cane first, uh, of course. Passing with flying colors there, uh, he swallows crit- all of it. <clears throat> not a critical success, because um, you're you're still twenty two. Uh, twenty one is my DC, and let me roll for these two guys. Bing bang! All right, a critical fail. Uh, from the one right there in the door, and then the one behind it, I think, is... I'm giving him a little bit of a bonus, uh, and that is just a save. This guy that's, like, outside the... behind the wall. All right. So, for the one who... Let's see. So, I'll, I'll roll the damage right now. What What is this spell again? Crashing Wave. Ooh, my... So 24 points of damage is the normal damage. So 12 to each of those two who passed. Uh, to Kane and the uh, the slightly Ooh, more nimble one. Uh, but the other, let's say the other Marine is maybe standing too squarely in the doorway mm-hmm. and is getting all the water. Oh, uh, it, it hits him barrel in the chest. Uh, uh, are so you rolling be, more damage? Uh, yeah, so it's double damage to him. Okay, well, <laughs> don't worry. Don't you worry about that because he's dead. He's, he's, <laughs> that body just washed away to the back of the uh, this cabin here, this the Swain's office, mm. and uh, <laughs> this guy just indeed. got killed by a magical bidet spell. Essentially, <laughs> there's now like a foot of water in this room. As uh, I said, bidet, can. sir. I said bidet. <laughs> <laughs> In one end and out the other. <laughs> oh my! Um, that is turn one. Let me get the, already a shield, I guess. Yeah. Let me get this guy. He's drenched. This guy here is going to uh, bring out to the boarding pike and try and stab at a Honto through the door. All negative here. Oh, critical fail again. <laughs> it's, let's take a second attack. Natural twenty on Honto. I needed that. They did it so bad. We didn't discuss um, the hit point situation. Uh, <laughs> are we back up to full, or what's what's the deal? I, I, I assume. Yeah, I there assume. was enough healing on board. This Two day. days later, okay. you are back to full. But let me chop you down to size here, as you are taking boom. Uh, Twenty-one points of damage from from this crit. Ow! Right through the door. He had to move up there. Can I so grab that spear? <laughs> third action. Yeah, I mean, you could try, Sarb. Uh, this other guy who took the the briny water to the deep is going to try and move up to 
he can do so and slash at him. No. Uh, what is your armor class? Um, it is a uh, twenty-one. Wait, twenty-three because I've raised my shield. That's my third oh. action. Jeez, Louise! All right, blasting into that shield, uh, missing with first attack eleven on the dice. Let's roll very well. Nope, three on the second attack bounces uh, harmlessly right off your shield. Uh, that is the Marines. Uh, you perhaps hear some more. Uh, boot steps in the deck above you as uh, as this is going on and it brings us to Cassius uh, the dead guy takes four persistent bleed damage <laughs> oh no he's I super just, dead I was just really excited to do some bleed damage and I didn't want you to take it away from me Hunter, Hunter, the... Hunter just kind of like lifts one foot and he's just like ugh <laughs> splish Cam Kane can see you have a position of power here. Perhaps your your wide brim hat and says, well, "What is what is your name, pirate? I would like to know it before I slay you." Perhaps you've heard of me. The name's Cassius. I'm the Driftwood Pirate, mate. And if you and if you tell your crewmates here to back down, well, I'll leave your deck with no more death. It's a pretty good deal. I suggest you take it. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell them to back down, I won't become the captain and get all of them killed. Uh, what would you like to do well, for your turn, Tyler? Uh, we are going to faint, stab, Bon Mott. In that order. Oh, my. So faint is... Faint is going to be deception against your perception, DC. Does a 25 beat your perception DC? Oh, it does. Excellent. You're going to be flat-footed to this attack. This attack oh, is going to no. be part of a finishing blow with the title cut list. And I'm absolutely re-rolling this if it is a one. Don't you worry about that. But it's a 15 on the dice for a 27. Against flat-footed. Hit, hit, hit. Oh, feels good. <laughs> uh, plus three. D six for the finisher. Oh my! So that's going. That's going to be twenty-eight points of damage. Oh my! No, I don't like that, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to follow it up with a bomb mot. I'm going to insult you. Let's see how good the roll is for the insult. Oh, oh, oh it's a twenty-six. He after, so yeah. He just fakes one way, comes back. Maybe he even cuts off a part of the hat before he dives into your shoulder. And then he says, "I gave you a warning, mate. And now we're going to be going toe to toe. I hope you're ready." For the most deadly pirate to sail the shackles. It is a, a a savage, confident finish, and indeed you knock the um, the officer's Chelyaxian bicorn off of his head, and uh, can swiftly like sort it up, <laughs> like on the the end of your blade. And he says, "I will defeat you, pirate, sir." Uh, obviously not this round. Very original. Ten out of ten. <laughs> it's not. It's not his turn. It's Alaris's turn. Um, Rebecca, we are back to you. Alaris has recently developed a uh, a penchant. Is it penchant or penchant? <laughs> you uh, hate inanimate objects. It's for inanimate objects. Yeah, she just wants arc. to kill them. Um, so uh, I'm tempted to keep 
working on this rope and pulley system because I, unlike my friends, am not currently threatened. Um, so, uh, how, how much more do I have to do? Can I tell that? Yeah, Two I mean, more you, strikes? you gotta strike it in a couple more key places and the entire uh, rope and pulley will... Uh, you, you can see it's like taut with like two more lines. Uh, once they're down, this entire thing will go slack. Okay. Um, all right. So she's going to keep working on that. I'm going to move up. I assume that this is the other or one of the other legs of the, yeah, of the you, pulley system. You actually reach them uh, five feet away from, from where you're standing. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just stand there then and take a swipe with the blade. Oh, that's a 32. Oh, Critical success <laughs> on this, you know, the DC 15 to, uh, to to break said rope. So number two just snaps. <laughs> really, really hurting these ropes. So uh, with that one down, she's going to move over, stand sort of next to Honto and take a second swipe at this remaining sort of leg of the triangle. That's a twenty-five. All right, yeah. You just you see the the Desnan dancer <laughs> moving through the the system. Uh, the clumsy uh, trait no longer applies as the entire pulley system goes twang twang twang, and uh, you see it's kind of like under pressure, under um, weight, kind of pulling into the the deck below it, uh, and it has been destroyed. Song um, stuck in my head. By the way, I'm sorry. What song is immediately stuck in my head? By the way, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I thought that would be a little more difficult. Not as difficult as you know the bell, but <laughs> stop, stop gripping my ropes. Um, <laughs> Rebecca hates inanimate objects, guys. Polaris is really ineffective against like you know living <laughs> combatants but when yeah. it, when there's an inanimate object she's she's yeah. got she's got it taken like, care of i could just imagine her like fighting like training dummies she's like oh, i'm such a good fighter and then like <laughs> as soon as they start moving she's like i don't understand i was so good at hitting the thing that wasn't moving <laughs> she comes up to a training dummy and just like chops it in half and she's like i'm the best fighter <laughs> Uh, Can Kane, um, Commander Kane, for his turn, is going to definitely take his first attack and try and answer the embarrassing round Cassius gave him. Mm. Another 12 on the dice. It is a hit. Yep. That's unfortunate. Not a... I really want you to crit fail me since I can actually repost that. Oh. Uh, Max damage, 16 points of damage. That's (sighs) Let's try the second attack. Ooh, 15 on the dice. Uh, still not a crit. Yeah, this minus four. Is, um, this is actually minus Stop. five. Oh, um, right. But, uh, I just always figure everything's agile. Another T, oh, minimum damage, 11 points of slashing this time. That's good. Uh, I think, seeing that he's only got a single Marine in here, he's going to uh, step back towards the door, his his weapon drawn, and uh, kind of poke his head back out, see, sees another dead marine behind him, and just starts shouting and says, "They're in here! Come, come quick!" Uh, Honto, onto you. Right. Um, 
So uh, with his, I think probably to, to, to kind of paint the picture a little bit, he's mostly just got his leg pressed up against the door. Okay. Uh, and he... That thickum tail. Sure. Tail, tail, Big old tail. The tail could be utilized in some way. Uh, but he's going to go ahead and uh, enter uh, wolf stance and then uh, employ a flurry of wolf jaw strikes on this foe uh, that is between him and Kandoso. Uh, 27 versus uh, with flanking, is that? Uh, that is a hit. Not a critical hit? Uh, no, that is a critical hit, because it's minus two to his AC, right? Uh, yes. For flanking. Uh, yes, critically hits. Okay. And uh, what, what was the... Uh, Rebecca, you had this pulled up already. What was the critical effect of a, of a melee attack? Yeah, I don't think brawling. it's matter. <laughs> Uh, brawling makes it so that uh, they have to succeed at a fortitude save against your class DC or be slowed one until the end of your next turn. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's slowed three right now because he's dead. Yes, that is a 28 points damage. I think it's, in damage I think it's time we start to bounce. Oh, yeah. my. Yes. Um, and, oh, my. Uh, with that last action, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to grab that spear that's sticking through the door and see if I can <laughs> just knock it out of this guy's hand. Uh, right. So that will be technically a third attack, right? Yes. So this is going to... I rolled a 28. That will bring my result down to a 20. And this is versus their reflex DC. Um, reflex... Not amazing. Uh, that is a success. So I okay. believe you've you've got one hand on it. Yeah, I've weakened uh, weakened their grasp on the item. Uh, if I do another attempt to disarm, I get a plus two circumstance bonus, and yeah. they will take a minus two circumstance penalty to attacks. Uh, I guess it doesn't really yeah. say when that ends, but guess what? Uh, Kendoso, it's your turn. They don't get to go yet. But it looks like the task is done here in this room. Alright, have we decided that we're gonna split out? We're just gonna yeah, it's out time to bounce. Me. Although, if, if 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 we can knock out this commander and take him with us, I'd really like that. Alright, <laughs> let's see what I got. Uh, I, I will remind you, you guys have to signal the um, yeah. Tidebreaker. I almost said Drift Rider. <laughs> the Tidebreaker. That would be even yeah. better. Bring the guns! <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly season one crew just comes down on the Drift Rider. It's all connected. That would, um, that would be like in the Pirates of the Caribbean if the and Guardians it will, of the Galaxy showed up at the end to help out. <laughs> even just uh, you know them ready to go, it will take a number of rounds before they're, they're able to get to where you are in the outskirts of the cove. Oh, well, someone should signal them right away then. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to the window. Uh, wall. Do, 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 do. Over this one that we opened up. I'm uh-huh. gonna stick a hand outside. We can't quote that one, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna produce flame. <laughs> All right, and obviously, high above the, the crow's nest, Jack Scrimshaw will start shouting down to the deck of the, the tide breaker, and uh, immediately they were ready to go. The 
sails are put into position and uh, you can already see the edge of the ship uh, cresting around the river bend. Looks like it is six rounds away. Oh boy. Or thereabouts. Who's counting? Just the GM. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, great. That's my three actions. I'm ready. I'm done. Then we are back to the top of the turn order. Uh, this guy uh, holding on to the door on the other side of Honto with his spear. Honto, guess what? You get this boarding pike because he's going to relinquish control instead of going to spend his turn trying to just break this door down. Just hammer into it. Now, <laughs> his first strength check. <laughs> oh, no. Bounces he off. shoulder. <laughs> bounces off ineffectually. But, hey, he gets another try. Someone told me these doors weren't so sturdy, but they are. Oh, no. It's so sturdy. This is like a junior, junior officer. <laughs> and I, I like that, to think that he's like, hey, check this out. <laughs> to his friend before he tried. I was he only 28,000 years. He's a, yeah, he's a junior cadet here on loan from his mommy. His third act. <laughs> is to move down the hallway to allow his more competent uh, marine brother to step forward and, and try. An intern at best, I feel Can like. Can I, like, All stick right. this, the pike through the other side of the door before he tries to run into it? <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. Now I feel bad. Have the pike back. If you had an attack of opportunity, maybe, but uh, that is uh, going to be enough. He steps forward and just crushes this door, and it just kind of, like, falls inward um, behind you. Uh, he's ready with his sword, and he's going to make a swipe against Yahanto. I have bad news for this individual. What's that? Hanto's on the other side of the door. I mean, oh no, oh yeah, no. It's ben. Ben. he's a tank in the doorway. Uh, and this that that already counted as his first attack. So, second attack is a miss, and that is oh well. Uh, there are more Marines that show up Boop, right behind. Um, uh, Kane and, and flood into the room. Uh, but that is going to take their entire action to get here as he sneers behind them. And we move on to Cassius. Tyler. How's Kane looking? Um, I mean, he's looking okay. He's got that one savage wound that you hit him with. He's, he's soaked with seawater from Kendoso, but still seems to be on both both feet. All right, well, I'm going to pocket his hat since I have his hat. Uh, I'm keeping that for sure. Just put it and on your, your hat and just have tea. I'm, I'm double hatting it. So you have a <laughs> tetracorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, tri the in, plus I'm the infinicorn. I'm the infinicorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm going to, oh boy, it's time to go. There's too many, there's too many cooks. So, but... I would be remiss not to try and throw a knife into Kane's eye and hopefully create a supervillain. So let's do that. And I have panache. Well, I'm going to actually hold on to the panache. We're just going to throw a knife and see how this goes first. Does a 23 hit. That is a hit. <laughs> oh, seven points to your eye. I don't think you can you can target Are it. Like shots that, but... in Pathfinder too. <laughs> I mean, this I'm, is I'm for story allow, purposes. I'm gonna allow a beautiful scar, immaculate scar against there we go. cheek. Yeah, and like anime style. It just makes a clean cut. Cassius yeah, like will totally say an original line that he completely thought up on his own, which will be like, <laughs> "Today will be the day you always remember. It's the day you almost caught 
the Driftwood Pirate. And then he kind of pauses and go, bye bye. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm gone. Alrighty, Alaris Stealth Karen, are you gonna do the same or are you gonna just murder people <laughs> with your crazy dice rolls this episode? You mean me? Uh, yeah. Uh, I am going to run toward a window and jump out of it. I mean, you can run back to where you guys entered from very easily and with a, an action squeeze through and pop down into the water. Um, no that... What? Oh, good point. Yeah, they, these guys do have attacks of opportunity. Yeah, yeah that's they... fine. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, 7 and 11, Alaris is good to go, squeezing out between them. Um, Desna is truly on my side right now. <sighs> Uh, the uh, commander is going to step up to Honto, who's the last left in the room here uh, with a single action and I haven't done any of his special uh, attacks Um, uh, has a uh, main gauche and a rapier in its hands and it's going to make a couple attacks with those Okay, a 15 and a 17. These are two hits. Uh, 13 points of damage on the first. And let's see the second point. Uh, nope, 13 points of damage on the second. Um, this ability uh, allows him to make a free disarm attempt. Oh, good, good luck. Yeah, Lost he's that boarding pike. He's take that boarding pike away from you. Uh, as I rolled a nineteen on the dice, um, but that is his entire action. How how is Honto doing? Still got twenty six hit points left. You know. Okay. No well, it's your turn, and you can easily escape them. They've used their attacks of opportunity on. Well, except for the one to the south. That, that one Sweet Alaris. Oh no, it has not. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna just peace out from his uh, his threatened square? I would have to do that twice, so no. Um, so, real quick question: uh, Are there any lanterns in this room that are lit? They are. They are covered ships' lanterns. So, I mean, they they would take some time to uh, cause any mayhem. I can't just like quickly levy a really strong kick at one on the way out. You uh, could, I but mean, it would just go out in itself. Yeah. They're covered. It would destroy it, but <laughs> oh, so this isn't like movie lanterns that literally explode when they hit the ground. That's not well, how that heaven, works. Heaven forbid we have fun in a D and D game. <laughs> Regular lantern? No, I mean they take uh, the rules. Have there's so much stuff in Pathfinder about the the rules for fires aboard a ship, including like spells. But like ship lanterns are, oh, you know, they're meant to not cause fires on ships. So unless you have some accelerant, uh, they won't really do anything. I'll tell you about an accelerant that I have. I'm going to actually yeah, I will utilize a uh, flurry of blows against this commander. Oh! Just real quick. Parting, if you, parting if, if you knock him out, if you knock him out, bring him with you. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be... You have no be... idea how bad I want this guy's clothes. I understand. Uh, uh, first one's... First attack's a hit. Second one, not. But, second uh, one's a miss. Actually, you know what? I'm going to utilize my hero point for that second attack. Yeah, why not? Oh, uh, why not? 
<laughs> yeah! Well done, dude! Oh, yeah. 25 and a 27. He is bloodied, but is is not down, unfortunately, after that. So he gives a, he gives a couple of uh, swipes at Hanto. Hanto gives him the one-two, and then I will use Key Rush. Get on out of there. Yeet out of the, <laughs> out of the, out of the, the side of the window. Uh, Candoso so. does so, and I'm, I'm, I imagine Candoso on your turn, you're going to do the same, or is there any other special things you want to do uh, spell-wise on, on this next turn before you take the plunge? Um, it, it's just one action to to squeeze through. Yeah. You can already be like halfway out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be partway out. Um, and uh, I think I can, I think I can see these two. I think they can uh, get a little cover from me here. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna shoot a quick lightning bolt back up that way. <laughs> oh no, Jabardi! Well, if he goes I, down, you gotta go get him. <laughs> I, I will say, if you want to come back inside, you can't. Uh, send this lightning bolt out. Oh, okay, okay, but, but, but from the corner where the window is, there's not really a there's not a shot. Okay, I see. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. Um, you shoot I'm just going to with uh, a lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to uh, jump down and feather fall myself and just sort of, sort of slowly glide down to the water. Oh yeah, you guys are about forty feet up. And I like that's... strike a I like strike a sweet pose as I as I like. I imagine come down. Mary Poppins. Like Candace exactly. and Mary Poppins' way. Cassie is just I'm just like holding a bolt of lightning as I just sort of slowly <laughs> descend. Um right. So you guys are able just a spoonful of tree sap helps the medicine go down. <laughs> How? Not buying your herbal supplements, Kondo, so we've already <laughs> talked about this. It's going to make you lose weight real quick. If you're going to buy snake oil, Alarmingly buy it fast. from someone who can be a snake. <laughs> I, will, I will say, I think water breathing is still up for you guys, which means you can, uh, despite hundreds of arrows and bolts being levied uh, into the water through the darkness where you guys are swimming. Not a single one can touch you underneath the water here. As you get up to the, uh, get scooped up, I should say, by the tidebreaker, the the ship, um, the Dominator, uh, readies and, and fires some ballista bolts into the side of your vessel, causing some pretty pretty hefty damage. Um, but without you know being prepared for war, their larger um, catapults and things like that are, are not ready. Um, just makes it easier for you to climb on the exterior of your ship as you've got some some footholds with these ballista. And as you sail away, of course the tidebreaker crew lets out a, a hearty hooray into the night as we get back aboard the Chalaxian vessel. Uh, Kian Kane has to unbloody himself, patch up his wounds, and make a report to the grisly captain of the pirate hunter, who all we see of behind his his massive uh, carved rocking chair is a a gloved hand sipping the thickest-looking red wine you've ever seen. He smashes his hand against a, a map table and draws out from his breast pocket a little black book marking one name down on there, the Driftwood Pirate who has eluded his grasp. Uh, that is a tale, though, of course. Uh, another time here on Deadman Roman. I'll Rex. get you, Cassius. <laughs> next time. <laughs> I, next I time realized just next time. <laughs> how, how much this was just needed. <laughs> 
You never notice how many bad guys could really use a cough. I refuse to give him a cat, but yes. <laughs> he is he is ready next time or in a future far off episode. Um guys, uh, you discussed me with your extremely high dice rolls this week. <laughs> oh, we killed it today. That was really I don't think well. I don't think there are a lot of single digits. Uh, if they were, they were re-roll. <laughs> it's very yeah. This was a this is like an opposite Manticore Ooh. episode in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Wasp. Wasp was the episode. Sneak mission and a great job from you all to take on a, a much much dangerous, much more dangerous target. Uh, we will be back here next time for. I mean, who knows what happens in these pirate adventures? They've all been this book like completely different, which is part of the charm of book two. Uh, but until then, thanks for playing with me, folks. Thank you, Thank Patrick. You, Patrick. Patreon Thank subscribers, you. thanks for supporting these shenanigans, including all of our, our new subscribers. We've gotten uh, since we became partners with Paizo, a bunch of new folks, and I don't know if you heard about it on Cosmic Crit or heard of it through the Grapevine, but we appreciate you. <laughs> burning through really do. 35 episodes to get to this one <laughs> if yeah. you're if you're listening to them all in order which i suggest anyway thanks so much for, for listening and we'll see you next time on dead men roll no crits oh. Yarg. Yarg. goodbye matey just the one goodbye mate <laughs>